hello and welcome to The Queer Experience. I am your host, Eric Carmine. I use he, they pronouns. And today we are finishing up part two of Those of Us Who Know Better, a trans superhero tabletop RPG. Um, and to let for, to remind folks, the so last time we left off, we were in, our, our crew was investigating a mystery at a convention center in Washington, D.C., they discovered debris had fallen or a, a, a thing had happened that caused debris to block entrance to a room. They gained access to said room and they beat up a couple of actors who were simply doing something. We don't know. All we know is that they were actors. And so to introduce my band of assailants who attacked uh, innocent actors Innocent being very loosely here. Uh, let's just go down. The, we'll go down the line alphabetically. Uh, if you want to reintroduce yourself and remind us what character you are playing, and we'll start with Connor. Hi there. I'm Connor or Spiff. I am playing uh, Zag uh, that uses he, they pronouns, um, has cool superpowers of enhanced reflex and speed, and um, is very grateful did not attack that actor after taking their scary crowbar. <laughs> I'm Dakota. Uh, I use they, them pronouns, and I'm playing Amara, who uses she, they pronouns. Amara can manipulate water um, at the price of becoming slowly a bit like a fish. And And Julia. Yeah, I'm Julia, and I use they, them pronouns. I'm playing Riot, who also goes by they, them. Um, They are loving the fact that they can fly, and that's their superpower, Wish they could get all the tension from that, but uh, humbly goes invisible every time they fly. I still love that the power was bestowed upon them by Peppermint. I think that's one of my favorite details. Absolutely. Which, somehow Peppermint is responsible for your gift of flight. Which Absolutely. makes perfect sense with my fantasy. Yeah. All right. And Sean. Hello, everyone. I'm Sean. My pronouns are he, him. And I am playing Meredith today. They um, are unassuming during the day but at night they become aegis but for the purposes of this role play in one shot they're probably just going to go by meredith all right and like i said last we left uh everyone had a bit of a brawl um and you beat up two two men who were seemingly holding some people in a room hostage and then upon hitting them too many times and uh, somebody demanding, uh, explain yourselves, you discovered that they are not actually criminals. Well, they could be, uh, but they're acting. And that is that is the cliffhanging moment that we left them with. So uh, I'm not going to keep trying to do an accent because I'm so bad at trying to do accents. So, <laughs> um, so they both, they look at, they look at the group and they're like, they look at the four of you and they go, what are you doing? This is an acting gig. We were told we were working with other professional actors. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Zach's going to look very sheepishly at the same time. Like, oh, this is a giant misunderstanding. Um, but you have to pardon me one moment. And I'm going to very frivishly dig through the pockets of my coat and start frantically eating Skittles, which I'm sure looks totally cool and normal to mm-hmm. everybody. Are they already pre-sorted or are you picking? No. No, that's the randomness of it. So if you can imagine, there's like, you know, just 
imagine like, you know, I've opened up the coat and it's just nothing but inner pockets and inside all the pockets are uh, fun, shareable snack size versions of Skittles that you get at Halloween. So Zag is like just frantically opening all of them and trying to get like the specific amounts that uh, they need to eat. So just imagine that beautiful scene after like, you know, saying, what are you doing? And just fully costumed person just ripping open Skittles and like (laughs) trying to eat them. Uh, All right. Amara will say, I'm so sorry about the water, but you came at us with a crowbar, and we have no idea who you are. Um, I assume Zag still has the crowbar because they were the one that took it. Uh, when you like actually get a good look at it, it's definitely like a stage, like it's not a real crowbar. Oh. Uh, I while while like while throw like while putting Skittles in my mouth, you're gonna hand the crowbar back to the person. Like, so sorry about that. You're, you prob- you probably you probably rented and, this and need to return it. And Amara, they look at you and they're like, "It's not even. It's not real." How are we supposed to know that? Well, you were supposed to be part of the experience. This is an immersive theater experience. No. <laughs> we are not part of this in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> so you were not paid to come in here and fight with us in front of these people, giving them the thrill of a lifetime of their first immersive theater experience. <laughs> and you hear the people along the wall being like, what the fuck is he talking about? I did not sign up for a theater immersive experience. What, what is immersive theater? <laughs> Honey, we haven't been paid for anything. <laughs> and truly immersive theater is just one step above a flash mob. Let's be real. Um... <laughs> and you, you see one of them kind of hit the other one. He's like, I told you the Craigslist ads seemed a little suspect. Craigslist? Uh, not the Craigslist ad. Uh, Riot, what are, what are you doing during all of this? Well, I just heard that there's a Craigslist ad, so now I'm curious. Uh, well, who sent this to you? Like, who's who signed off on this, Craig? Who signed off on this? Like, who emailed you about this? Who gave you a W two? We can trace it back. Yeah, ten ninety nine, probably. Let's be real. Yeah, who's responsible for this? or W nine. Yeah. Um. So they say that. So um, they introduce themselves. They're like, ah, how terrible of us. My name is Boris. Boris, and this is. This is Graham. Nice to meet both of you. And no, he's the the ad. It well, it didn't have a, a real name, which I understand in retrospect may seem a little <laughs> uh, red flag. Perhaps I should have noticed. Um, it was the name on the ad was was. Entropy. 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 Um, I just, I don't know. It all felt very theater and exciting, and but I can understand the concern of how perhaps I might have missed all of these very clearly red flags. Listen, it's, I haven't been done a gig in a while. It was five hundred dollars. You have y- to understand. Yeah, no. Like at times, at times you just got you just got to do what you need to do to get that gig. We we do. We get it. Get it. In this economy, we get didn't it. Didn't hurt anyone. In fact, we maybe hurt you a little, and we're sorry about that. 
Um, I know we're all sorry about this, but what's going on upstairs? Like, I am now more concerned about the the purple yeah. green goop that fell through the like it fell from the second story to the first yeah what what was the deal with um like because get that i can understand this but like how'd you do the whole you know melting of uh solid metal and reforming that deal that's impressive we and you see the two of them kind of look at each other and they both get a little like they're already really sheepish about the entire thing and like you could feel them sink a little bit more and like so i don't know as much about what happened uh out there, we were simply told to um, intimidate the guests, take their phones, and that's when you notice like there's like a ta- like the table that um, one of them got flung over when they're trying to tackle somebody. Um, there's cell phones all over the floor, um, <laughs> and uh, the 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 young woman who's getting married. We were told to keep her and everyone else over here while. Uh, her mother was was supposed to be fake abducted and and taken off and then you all were going to show up and intervene quote unquote and it was going to be a, a raucous good time oh dear well, is their name chris or courtney or chloe or <laughs> any other version of the kardashians this feels like a kardashian story <laughs> um but again, he's and and he he's like you know he's like I I I I just don't I don't I don't know what to what else to to tell you. I didn't even I didn't know that anything happened outside. We simply that I got we've got, we got our money. Okay. Um. Do you, uh, I guess two follow-ups. Uh, who do you is the the people who person who hired you are they here? Are they somewhere else? And um, where is uh, where is um, the, the bride-to-be's mother, Miss um, uh, McFadden? We're not entirely sure where the mother has gone off to. Um, we overheard some people with with the, the council member mention going to the west part of the mall where people can't follow. Hmm. Okay. The mall? I yes. thought we were in a convention center. Well, in DC, there's a mall. Yeah, the the National yeah. Mall. National Mall. Oh, okay. This okay. Riot. Yeah. Protests happen there all the time. Like all I'm sure time. you know that place like backwards <laughs> and forwards. Yeah. Right. It's like I know I know that place real well. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. But. So, and you never met the person who who actually hired you. They, they you just showed up, and there was just it, money waiting for you, and just started the gig. Oh well, we we were given money by a, a young person named uh, Abana, who works at the the Sweet Juice Vegan Ice Cream Shop in downtown DC. <sighs> she simply had an, she had an envelope and gave us the money. Okay. Follow the money. Follow, follow the money. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Uh, may I ask a question? Yeah. Um, do you have not the money, but do you have the envelope of the money? And would you be willing to let me hold it for a moment without leaving? 
Um, ooh, that's I know I know what you're doing, and I want to. Yeah, yeah, they've got they've got the envelope. Okay. They've got the envelope. They pull it out. They pull it out their bag. Um, you notice they've got like <laughs> there's like a small backpack off in the corner that looks like as he's opening it up, like you can see like props, mm-hmm. like battle props. You see like a pair of nunchucks, like a small dagger, but it looks like it probably has a bendy tit, like where it'll like when you wave it around, it'll just like waver. I'm I'm half expecting to see like on each table, like, you know, a little card that says, if you enjoyed the show, please consider following us on, on Instagram. <laughs> Here's um, also so, our video for tips. <laughs> and so he, he pulls the envelope out and gives you the envelope. Okay. I'd, I'd like to use psychometry. Heck yeah. Yes. And so give me the roll for that. Should be uh, ingenuity. Um, eleven. Okay. I'll I'll give you kind of like a uh, what'll feel like a little bit of like a vision. Like you're, you know, you're holding it. And you're like, oh, I can see the thing that's happening. Um, like Raven just... Simone. Yeah, yeah. She's holding it. Just like the eye pops. Um. <laughs> Except it's like the, it's whoever did her on Drag Race's Snatch Game, where they're like doing it like ah <laughs> ah. I want to say or fierce, but I can't remember. That feels so, right. If I, I'm, I would be impressed with myself if I got that that deep cut of a reference to remember exactly who did Raven Simone in Snatch Game on RuPaul's Drag Race, but I think it was Jaden. Um. Okay. So you here you you see this woman getting cash from somebody as she's also holding this envelope and putting all of the money like into the envelope sealing it up um and kind of the 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 space that she's in is this like ice cream looking shop hmm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so to recap um i am seeing um, a abana. Yes, abana. I'm seeing abana hold the envelope and being handed cash to put into that envelope. Correct. And the scene is that we are we. I get the vibe that they're in like an ice cream shop. Correct. Yes. Okay, so Baskin Robbins is the terrorist. <laughs> vegan Baskin vegan. Robbins. Yeah, it's really important. We get the, we. You can never forget the vegan part. Because much like a good vegan, I can't let you forget that I'm vegan. Wonderful. Okay. Um, I um, this is really coincidentally helpful for me because we can maybe go there and then I can eat some of the ice cream because I gotta get some dairy. Exactly. Uh, I think that once it's like uh, I can eat ice cream. It's vegan. There's no dairy. Yeah. (gasps) Yeah. Plot twist is I mean, not helpful. We have to um, but you, only, you said you only need like, a shot of dairy. You only need like a shot of it. So like the the milk jug that uh, Riot had should sustain you for a yeah, whole day. Like unfortunately, it it didn't because I was so, so caught just, up. I was so caught up in being able to do something good that I just chugged it. How how big was that? You can't you you, you shouldn't even be drinking that much dairy. Not even a person who doesn't have a dairy intolerance. <laughs> I'm so right, sorry. So, so I'm going to get you, so kind of pulling up, so you all are in this, so you have all these, like, th- there's a row of people who were hostages, and you hear them kind of loudly being like, we need to press charges. Oop. What is this? <laughs> what is going on? 
<laughs> and you hear one person be like, where is my mother? Yeah, that part. I um, really want to immediately respond to them. Um, if any of you can point me in the direction of some dairy, I'll free you. <laughs> and she, there's like a, uh, well, I mean, they're just kind of standing there. They're like the, and they point over like, well, uh, that table over there, I think has some cheesecake on it. <laughs> it's my favorite Thank dessert. You. And then I go and like, uh, so all right. Well, Mary, uh, oh, go for it. I was just say, well, Mary, this is like okay. So we've got it seems like two places that we can check out. We can go uh, to the vegan ice cream shop to uh, try to figure out why a random employee from a vegan ice cream shop hired a bunch of actors to stage um, a fake uh, kidnapping, and then. Uh, apparently the mom is somewhere in the mall that weird that they're not here right now. So it seems like we got two spots we could check out. What are we, what are we feeling gang? Who's hungry? I was going to say, I think that it may be easier to go to an exact location than the entire, what was it, the west side of the mall? Mm-hmm. That, that is quite a large area to search. Um, but perhaps we best talk to the daughter quickly mm-hmm. before we go. Yeah, agreed. Um, so this woman comes over, um, and like as all this is happening, like you see the like the search and rescue people are kind of bringing in some of the, the DCPD people to like start taking like official statements and like every time like you're you're they're very much like trying to like nudge you all out the way like we've we've got this like we've got things under control um but so the woman introduced herself uh nelly mcfadden mm-hmm. which introduces herself uh, she her pronouns introduces herself as the council member's uh daughter uh with her maid of honor Corey. also she her and her fiance Roger, he him. And Nellie looks at all of you and says, uh, "Thank you. I appreciate what you all did. I'm. S- this is very confusing. I'm very confused about what's going on and where my mother is. Do you happen to know?" anyone by the name of Entropy. She like scoffs. She's like, no, that sounds like a fake name. (laughs) Who goes by a name like Entropy? Do we... Sorry. Because I know this isn't fully D&D. Is there like a history mechanic or anything that we can utilize? Like, would that be a name possibly any of us might have possibly have heard in like our group therapy session? Um, you could, I could give you kind of like a base ingenuity because it's kind of your intelligence knowledge. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Because boy, if that doesn't sound like a superhero-ish name. <laughs> does Zag recognize that name? No, Zag does not recognize that name because with that total, that was a four. So no. <laughs> Yeah, you don't. Uh, you don't think you've heard that name before. You don't think you've seen them at group. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, then I guess we could just be like, uh, yeah, we, uh, so sorry for, um, crashing your immersive experience. Our apologies. We thought... She looks at you, she goes, it wasn't supposed to be an immersive fucking experience. What? This was my engagement party, and these assholes showed up. Whoa, whoa, come on. And attacked everybody. I'm just trying. And then this, this woman just comes through with her fucking blonde hair purple bodysuit and motorcycle helmet. She's coming for my gig. I turn around and she and my mother are just gone. Okay. Uh, interesting. Okay. So this was, this was clearly, this was clearly not how your, how your day was supposed to go. Clearly. <laughs> how is your relationship with your mother, Nellie? She looks over and goes, how's your relationship with your mother, person? Well, mine's dead, Nellie, so that's probably not great. But I'm asking because I'm trying to figure out if your mother might have arranged this herself. Or if maybe you have a better relationship, she probably wouldn't have done that. My mom's dead. Thanks for asking. (laughs) Well, a little less snark, Nelly, and a little bit more conversation so the, would be helpful. The, the woman who is the like the maid of honor kind of steps in for a second and goes, "Okay, okay, okay. We all need we all need to chill, Nelly. Go drink some fucking vodka. You are too much right now. I need you to chill." And Corey looks over at all of you and says, "Okay, listen. Like, here's here's what went down. Okay, I saw everything. Nelly's a wreck because she's nervous." She's getting married in a couple weeks. All this supposed to be picture perfect. And it all just turned to shit right in front of her. So, you know, she's a little, little apprehensive there. People who came in here and started attacking the actors, which I am grateful for. Um, do not get that mixed up. So these dudes come wa- bursting into the room, threatening to beat people up. They made us all put our cell phones on that table and line up against the wall. I am not the kind of, I'm not a fighter. I don't, I look, my it's like she holds her her hands up. She's like, "Look at these nails! Like I did these. They're manicured. I don't have time. This costs a lot of money." <laughs> uh, there was this loud crash outside. We all tried to open the door, couldn't open it. So then we're stuck in here with these assholes threatening everybody, going on and on, and like they were threatening, but like they were kind of dick. Like you saw them; they weren't actually good at immersive theater, whatever that is. Oh, I hope they can. Um, <laughs> so during all of this chaos of everything, a person with overalls and a motorcycle helmet started doing jumping jacks in the middle of the room, in the corner of the room. I don't remember seeing them come into the room. And, this- and then after they stopped doing them, this blonde woman, who I also didn't see enter the room, goes over to her mom and all three of them just disappear into thin air. Did, did the mom look like that she recognized these colorful people? Did it look like she was putting up a struggle or is she just like, yeah, cool, let's go. Uh, my mom didn't seem to be, she didn't know these people, but it all happened so fast that I didn't even get a chance to hear her say anything. She's just like, I saw jumping jack. And we see a person doing jumping jacks. Who does jumping jacks? Yeah. For no reason in the corner of a room. The jumping jacks and the overalls and the motorcycle helmet paints a picture. 
Does the name so, Abana sound familiar to Nelly or Corey? They both kind of look at each other like, uh, no. Should we know who that is? No. Uh, Riot, um, when you use your power to fly, mm-hmm. what happens if you're holding hands with someone else? <laughs> I'm pretty strong, so I potentially could probably carry one person, if that's what you're asking. I couldn't carry a group of people, though. Okay. I'm just wondering if we, uh, if it makes sense to split up. Ooh. To follow different leads that two of us could go to the west side of the mall and the other two of us could maybe go to the ice cream shop. I, I'm fine with you that. Corey, you, Corey kind of looks at the maid of honor, looks at everybody and is like, I, and the, I could have sworn that like the blonde woman seemed familiar. She seemed familiar. Interesting. Okay. Like you like I've, like, seen, like I've seen her somewhere. Like you know, like on, on TV or on the internet or something. Um if you give me a give me a magnetism roll. Heck yeah. Um <laughs> was it Trisha Paytas? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, not too bad. That was a that was a nine. She kinda like leans in and whispers into uh Zag's ear and she's like okay listen like we're not gonna say this out loud to everybody um I've seen her at the lesbian bar a league of her own uh that's also an amazing name for for a lesbian bar uh um and you so as you as that's all happening you hear Nellie is like pacing around and she is screaming about how she wants she wants everyone to know that her mother is missing. Oh, great. She wants, she wants the news here. She wants this out on social media. She wants, she wants people to know that this has happened to her mother, the Congress, the, the council member. Okay. Uh, Amara motions to, uh, the rest of the group, like, Hey, we should skedaddle. Like, Let's let's head towards the door and get out of out of the this place before news crews and things show up. That's a really good idea, Amara. Let's get let's GTFO. Do we encounter right. any resistance on our way out, or can we just like slip out? Uh, you no. I mean the the DCPD are like kind of wanting you to leave anyways. So oh good okay um. So as you all like are heading out, you realize like at this point, like it's getting, pr- it's pretty late. Your therapy ended at eight 30. You traversed across the city. You've been dealing with a bunch of things. Like you're setting into like nightfall. Um, so you have like some options of what you could do. Cause you can get some rest for the night, reconvene in the morning to pick up the, the trail, so to speak. Um, I think you've got, you could try and potentially see if you can meander the entire west side of the National Mall and find something. Um, or you have the uh, the vegan ice cream shop. What Do time you... does the ice cream shop close? Can I Google that on my phone? <laughs> uh, you, yeah, you can Google it. You're like, you know, if you leave and get there, like, you'll be getting there, like, right at closing time. Like, it'll be cut and it close, but you think 
in theory, someone should still be there to like be closing the shop up. Do we want to try to hit that up before they close? And then depending on what we learn there, we can, cause like truthfully, Zach still really wants some ice cream. Like, yes, I want to know if I but also now that the, now that the idea of ice cream has been put into their head, they're like, yeah, two birds. Yeah. I don't want this trail to go cold. And Amara looks at Meredith because they've gotten the impression that Meredith, like, knows how to do this sort of thing. Just to be like, is that right? Like, <laughs> did I do the same? Did I say the right thing? And I think Meredith would look back at Amara and be like, we got this girl. Heck yeah. We got this. But we do, but um, Meredith, I think, would also say, like, I'm with Amara on this. Like we need to do something tonight because the trail is going to go cold. And also the longer the media have to talk with the people at the wedding party to find our real identities. And also we were probably on the uh, security cameras in the convention center. So time's ticking. Well, uh, to sweet juice, vegan ice cream shop. then. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. All right. So Sweet Juice Vegan Ice Cream is located a block from the Gallery Place Metro Stop. Uh, The small corner store has minimalist branding, and the exterior walls are brick on the bottom with large glass windows around the upper section. The door has a cone-shaped sign that reads, Closed! in a sans-serif font. Through the windows, you can see a black woman with a faux hawk mopping the floor. Her name pin, also shaped like an ice cream cone, reads, A (gasps) Banna. Savannah. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, okay, so Amara definitely like quickly takes off the like mask that she's wearing. That's very like superhero esque, and just like in in like their navy leather jacket and like blue leggings, just sort of like quickly like knocks on the door and's like, "Hi!" Like just trying to get the attention of Abana. <laughs> Uh, Abana sees you and just kind of like waves and then like points at like the direction of the sign and mouse like we're closed and Amara's just like can can you please help us and like kind of kind of shouting it but like in a friendly shout way (laughs) not in a like screaming way not in a Karen way Okay, uh, give me... That feels more magnetism than audacity, because audacity is very much a Karen move. Yes, yes. The audacity of Karen, honestly, is... Okay, now my I feel mag- like that should be a move somewhere, the audacity of Karen. Magnetism <laughs> is the thing I lose when I use my powers. I'm hiding my fish hands. <laughs> and I don't know that that works very well. I got an eight. Uh, an eight will work. Yay! So... Abana sees you and like kind of does like a, a little bit of an eye roll and like walks over and like unlocks the door and opens up and says like can I help y'all? Uh, this is gonna seem kind of awkward. Uh, yeah, you might uh, you might be able to help us. Um, <laughs> did you hire a bunch of actors to pretend to uh, kidnap an engagement party? I. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, Meredith, you want to show that envelope and everything? 
<laughs> Meredith, pull, <laughs> Meredith pulls out the envelope and shares it forward. And she tries, uh, they try to do this like very smoothly because they're trying to like convince Abana to be um, forthcoming, to share. Um, but they had really terrible magnetism. Um, and so Abana looks at the envelope and is like, Oh, that. <laughs> Listen, I, I didn't hire anybody. I was just asked to give them. I was asked to put an envelope over there and that you guys would come and pick it up. And I was just trying to help somebody. I, I don't like, mm, I wasn't trying to do anything. I, my friend, uh, their name everywhere. Just want it. Like I, I do stuff for them sometimes. Like I help everywhere out. I help them do stuff. It's, it's fine. Like it's fine. I, nothing like, did anything bad, nothing bad happens. Well, um, that possibly something bad happened. Um, well, uh, we don't know the full details. Zag, Zag, darling, something bad happened. I mean, okay. Havana. Listen, Listen, a person, a person was kidnapped and. A person was kidnapped. That uh, Shiloh did not tell. Oh, Shiloh. Uh, we're, okay, so Abana, we are not the cops. We do not give two shits about anything you may have done in your life. We're just trying to help someone out. Tell us about Shiloh, please. <sighs> Hate being in the middle of all their nonsense. Okay, so like sometimes Shiloh also goes by everywhere. And they ask me, they're the shift leader here. They ask me to help do this thing and put some money down. It's fine. So listen, here's, I will give you the thought, like this stuff. So he, like they like pull out a card and like write a number on the back of it. And they give you Shiloh's cell phone number. Uh, They tell you where like the office, like there's um the shift li- because they're the shift leader, they have like an office off to the back. You can go take a look through there. Um, and there's this like blast freezer we use. We've been using as storage for like some weird stuff, including uh, I'm pretty sure that they stole uh, some police equipment and there's like a chunk of a statue in there. It's fine. It's I, I... Is your vegan ice cream shop also like a, a, a smuggling den? What's going on here? <laughs> I listen. Like it's not. Once again, Shiloh, are... like they're they're doing like they're doing. You know, sometimes sometimes you know, like people just like fall in with people that like aren't great. You know, and I think Shiloh's just falling in with some stuff that's not great. I don't. It's fine. It's fine. It's. I mean, it's not fine if, like, stuff's going wrong, but, like, I didn't think it was, like, bad stuff. I thought there was just, like, you know, some, like, general protesting and, like, anarchy shit. Whatever. The the number of times you're saying it's fine does not make me think it's actually that fine. Uh, Have you seen a blonde femme-presenting person around? That's probably Grace. Grace? 
Yeah, she's she's like this friend. I don't. She has she, like they're both they're both super like they both have superpowers. What? Okay, bearing the lead a little bit there. Um. <laughs> uh. Okay. Cool. What? If if you know and if you don't mind, what what exactly are their super superpowers? We think they might be involved in this kidnapping. Well, so I mean, Shiloh, like they go by everywhere because they can like be everywhere. They've got like some teleportation stuff, and <gasps> oh, yeah. um, when have you ever seen Shiloh? like use their teleportation. I mean, yeah, like they're my like best friend, so like I've seen them do their their thing. Do they ever have to do something weird afterwards? Yeah, I mean, that's how superpowers work. They do jumping jacks. I don't know. And when um when they teleport, have it has does that like affect the environment around them? Like where they're teleporting? No. No, they just teleport. They just pop in places. Okay. And um, it's really yeah. annoying because they can just like disappear from like the middle of a party and then like just not be there. Or like, they just show up at work like right on time. Like, rolling no, out that, of bed. that does seem no, weird. that darling, that's because they're French. That's not related to the teleporting. <laughs> um, and what, and what can Grace do? Power. That I don't, I don't know. I try and stay away from Grace. I don't really like her. She doesn't seem like she's a good influence. Do you have a sense? Um, do they have any issues with the McFaddens or their politics, anything like that? Well, I mean, y'all, I mean, Gloria McFadden's not exactly like anyone's friend. She's kind of a dick to queer people. And I think there's some bills or something that are coming up that are not great for like trans people, which like fuck her. I mean, I agree. so it's yeah. It sounds like then the mystery is solved and we can go home. <laughs> <laughs> End of episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> Scene. <laughs> and we all had vegan ice cream and laughed. It's like Avengers when they have their shawarma together. You're mm-hmm. like ah ha ha. Um, so Abanda looks at you like, listen, I need to close up shop. Like, is there anything else? Did you want to look at the office? I don't know, but like, mm-hmm. I need to like, yes, I need to do. go. I need to go home. It's been a long day. I'm very tired. We 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 do want to quickly look at that office, and we want to respect your your commitment uh, to long working hours. Uh, so 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 yeah, <laughs> Zag so, girl. <laughs> um, so when you go back there, there is you find a notebook. Um, and you find a uh, messy hand-drawn map of the National Mall with the Lincoln Memorial circled. Okay, okay. Is the Lincoln Memorial on the west side of the mall? Yes. Thank you. Whether it actually is or not, we're saying yes canonically for this game. It's it at one end of it, but I don't know if it's at the west end. I'm from I'm from rural Ontario, so. This is a big new city to me. Um, in in, the, in this universe, yes, yes, yeah, it is. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> okay, so uh, we found out where potentially uh, the uh, this kidnapped person is. We've learned uh, at least two people who also have superpowers. Um, that's going to be interesting. 
Um, do we really have to? Do we really have to try to rescue basically a, a problematic person? Well, I feel like perhaps we should at least go um, help resolve this in in a less messy way because you know how people get when you know trans people we do anything even slightly wrong like mm. it, if it gets out that queer people kidnapped this politician like shit's gonna get real bad amara's a really good voice of reason <laughs> let's right. go to the mall let's go to the mall Let's go to the mall uh, today. I am going to ask for like one little, like, you know, Ben, uh, ben and Jerry smile, like just a little sample of like their, their, their flavor of the month on the way out. All right. So you all make your way toward the mall, the national mall, and it's hard to make out in the dark of night, but across the reflecting pool from the Washington Monument, as you, your gaze tracks up the enormous columns of the Lincoln Memorial to its lower roof, you can faintly make out three figures. Oh boy. Okay. Um, I'm assuming you all are just going, you're going to approach. Mm-hmm. As you get close to the top of the memorial, you can hear a low, angry voice speaking, but not what it's saying. When you reach the top, you see a, bla- a blonde woman in a dark violet bodysuit and a black domino mask uh, with council member Gloria McFadden. Gloria is is gagged uh, and her ri- with wrists and ankles zip-tied. She looks considerably bereaved but unharmed. This woman looks at you and crosses her arms. You can't stop me. And if you hear me out, you won't want to. I mean, I'm still tempted to just go, hey, Grace, what's your, what, how can we help? But, um, <laughs> Grace Amara said, oh, oh, no, not Grace. Uh, I think you're talking to Gloria, but yes. <laughs> Wait, who was it that said, you can't stop me? Uh, you and you assume that this is uh, Gra- Grace slash presumably entropy. Okay, wa- blonde person. Got yes. It. Yes. Blonde woman. And basically it sounds like, like she's in like a RuPaul like the racing outfit. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, like, all right. Maybe we should, if nothing else, try to try to listen to what it is that uh, that she's saying, just to get a better understanding of where they're coming from, and we can figure out a good way to try to uh, rescue the council person if need be. But we should probably get them talking. See if we can get them monologuing. Yeah, we'll we'll hear you out. Why why are you here? And she says, "Well, this council person and kind of like glares over at them uh, is trying to update Chapter Eight in Title Four of the District of Columbia Munis- Municipal Regulations." The, the quote, compliance rules and regulations regarding gender identity or expression to have fewer protections for trans people. And that's fucked up. And she has to pay for that. 
that that is fucked up. But also, are you sure this is the right way to go about this? I mean, have you seen how politics work? It's not exactly an easy system to go in and overturn yourself. So why not just threaten to throw someone off the Lincoln Memorial and see if they'll change their minds? And off on the di- off, like, off on the side, you see the third figure, and they're kind of standing there, like a little defensively. Um, presumably, this is e- they're they're everywhere, everywhere. Okay. Um. Uh, I'm gonna look at Riot. What are you doing? Riot is conflicted because Riot is a protester and obviously came to D.C. to fight these kind of bills. So Riot's like, well, part of me is like, yeah, I don't really want to protect this politician, but also understands that, you know, this isn't necessarily the right way to go about things. So I think Riot is trying to think about whether whether they use skills to kind of get them to see their ways or whether it's more about realizing, you know, it's better to just try to rescue this person. Maybe there's a chance that that person will change their mind about the bills if trans superheroes are helping out, but isn't really sure if that can be trusted either. So it's kind of conflicted. So Gloria... Or uh, Grace, Grace looks at. I'm just. I was trying to use their superhero names. So I stopped mixing up Lori and Grace. Uh, Entropy looks at you all and says, "So, are you like you can walk away right now and let me finish out my plan that I put together that has been going well up until this point? But if you don't get out of my way, then you're going to have to go through me." And and uh, every or entropy takes like a step forward, and everywhere kind of starts to move a little bit towards you all as well. I think we should also remember there could be other civilians and people who could also get hurt through this. Yeah. Um. Uh. Do you riot? What if uh? What if you tried to uh maybe fly up into the air and maybe because you're invisible try to like grab uh the the council person while we engage yeah. with them let's do that yeah okay. yeah so while riot's doing that amara is going to try to explain to these people that while things have gone well so far think about how it might go after mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like you know try to try to try to keep reasoning while riot is <laughs> Sneakily, <laughs> and um, Meredith. Oh, go oh, ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, so Meredith would like join in with Amara to like you know help the both distraction technique, but also the trying to convince um, entropy. And I think Meredith would like use the fact that superpowers always have a consequence as like a way to explain this. Like mm. you can do this, and we. We'll try to stop you, but 
this will have a consequence for the community and we can't predict that consequence. So you got to think about how what you're doing affects other people, especially the people you're, you love and you're trying to protect. Um, give me a, give me a magnetism role. Oh, motherfucker. And uh, since, sorry. since we're both doing it and helping, can you do the 2d10 thing? Yeah, I think if you want to give me a roll as well, I don't remember if there's like a mechanic in here for like assist. There is. Is there? Okay. Yeah, I saw the helping thing earlier. Um, Where'd it go? Sometimes a fellow PC may be able to help you. In those instances, you would roll 2d10 instead of 1d10. I take the higher of the two rolls. Okay. Yeah. So basically roll, you're rolling with advantage. So, uh, Meredith, give me two, two D 10. Okay. Three. <laughs> no, sorry. Three plus two. My base stat for magnetism is two. Um, so, but my second one was better because I got a seven on the die. So I have nine. Okay. Nice. Uh, so Ooh, thank you so much, Amara. <laughs> um, so Meredith or uh, Entropy looks at all of you and says, mm, "So you're not with me?" And I know, uh, Ryan, you were about to like jump and fly, correct? Yeah, to go try to get the um, politician. Okay, so two things are going to happen at the same time. So Riot jumps and starts to fly and goes invisible. The other three of you, please all give me an agility roll because the ground underneath you has turned to liquid. Oh, no. Not this. Oh, shit. I just realized something. What? Oh, no. Well, everywhere's ability is to teleport and entropy is to, like, make things collapse, disintegrate, fall apart, I think. Correct. That's uh-huh. my guess. Oh boy. Um, Zach got a fourteen. Okay. Amara also got a fourteen. Amazing. Oh, yeah. And Meredith got an eleven. Um, yeah. So I think so. You all managed to like jump away, um, and you notice that the the area that you were standing underneath seemed to liquefy, and then as it hit at the like the ground below, it seems to be solid again. And, uh, right. What was your, so you're, were you trying to swoop in and grab the Congress or the council person? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, give me, cause you're, and your flight is, your flight was audacity, right? Uh, it's a plus five to audacity. Uh, flying is agility. Oh, agility. Then yeah. yeah give me, give me an agility roll and we'll see if you're able to like snag this Congress person. Okay. Or con- councilman, council person. I'm going to get their title correct at some point. <laughs> 15. Oh, yeah. You fucking fly in there and swoop <laughs> them up. Which I'm sure is very terrifying for them because they're just lifted off the ground. <laughs> and, and I'm going to say this canonically that they, they don't go invisible. So yeah. all anyone else sees, all entropy and everywhere see is the, the council member flies up like it's like out of like one of those like found footage movies like paranormal activity where people just like go scraping across the ground and like fly up against a wall or do weird things they just go zipping off um where would you take her 
I mean, I'm just thinking to safety, but I don't know what that really means. Um, would you go like far away? Would you just take them like down to like near like the reflecting pool? Would you? Is reflecting? Yeah, I guess I would take them to the reflecting pool, like somewhere just farther away. Um, yeah, reflecting pool sounds good. Okay. Um, then what I'm going to say is you land and then the next round of things that happen will go as follows. So, uh, as you all are up on top of the memorial, um, everywhere vanishes. Because they can be everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. Everything. All at once. (laughs) No. (laughs) They, they poof. Um, and, Entropy looks at the three of you that are still up on the roof and and just I'm going to say like they take their <laughs> they take their motorcycle helmet and at full force just chuck it um, straight at Meredith. Oh, <laughs> they don't like someone trying to, to reason them out of their plan. How how dare you try to use reason, Meredith? <laughs> how dare? How very, very dare. Okay, en- Entropy Girl. Like, <laughs> I am from a mining town. I watched my father die. You ain't shit. She takes her, her motorcycle helmet. I'm gonna never describe this. I think this is this is funny. Um and as she like pulls her arm back to like throw it at you, you hear her shoulder pop out of socket. And then she just like flings her arm and lets go of the of the motorcycle helmet, and then you hear her like pop the thing back in place. Because what's the price of her power? Dislocating oh. a body part. Oh no! <laughs> oh, Oof. it did. It, it does that like... explains that explains the shape of her nose. <laughs> um. All right. So I, Meredith, Meredith, which... give me uh Give me an agility roll to see if you can dodge. Or you could give me a strength and see if you can try to catch the motorcycle helmet. I'm going to go with strength. Okay. <laughs> We're just going to catch that helmet and just like whip it right back <laughs> Six. Uh, I'm going to say, so I rolled a six as well. So I'm going to say that meets it beats it. So you win. Oh. Well, so I'm going to give ties in favor of the players. Okay, maybe I maybe I like catch it, but it's like it's it's not a graceful or powerful catch. It's like a, oh, I yeah. just barely got it, and then yeah. um, riot. You are down in the reflecting pool. A person pops up next to you and immediately starts doing jumping jacks, <laughs> and they go, "What are you doing? Why are you doing this? We had a whole plan." And for people listening, I'm literally moving my arms as if I'm doing jumping jacks because it's funny to me. <laughs> what is happening okay. right now? Um, and I, I'm going to say, you know, listen, I get it. I want, I'm a protester. I'm someone who's been on activism, but a lot of people could get hurt if you do it this way. So what's the point of this? And what can we do to make you, is there anything we can do to make you stop this plan? And you see them kind of like, uh, and give me a, I'll let you choose magnetism or, or audacity. Mm, audacity. Okay. Is, hold on. 
is a 13. Okay. Um, and they're just like, oh, like this plan has been getting more and more out of hand literally every step of this game. I didn't sign up to like be hanging out on top of the Lincoln Memorial holding a council person hostage. Like that's not, it's not what I wanted to do. I just wanted to like help out. I thought I was being helpful and doing this whole like activist thing, but apparently I fucked that up too. God, you just fuck everything up. No. (laughs) Now Riot feels like this is a heart to heart moment. So it's like I don't think you I don't think that you were trying to cause anybody harm. Um it sounds like you took what the council person was doing, you know, personally as we all should. Um, but it sounds like you've gone too far and you're in over your head. So it sounds like maybe maybe we need to stop. Maybe we can calm down a little bit. And they're just, they finally, like, they stopped doing the jumping jacks. Like, you hear them, they like, 49, 50. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's just, that's probably a good idea. Like, I, like, you've, I mean, you've seen her, like, like, she's just, like, she's so charismatic. And, like, I don't know, like, she just wanted to, like, be friends and, like, do stuff and, I just wanted her to like, like me. Cause she like seemed to like me a little bit. And you know how that goes sometimes when like, and then she's just like, let's, let's like go do this like thing. And I, every time I was like, are we sure it's the right plan? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, I've never done this before. And now here we are. And you're right. We probably should stop. And yeah, I'm sorry. This all, this wasn't how this was supposed to go. Um, okay. All right, we're going to pop back up to the memorial. Um, what? So I'm. Uh, let's go to Amara. Uh, what are you? So your friend Mary that just caught a motorcycle helmet. You just ducked out the way from falling through the floor. Uh, what is your move? So I am going to reach into my purse and grab out one of my inventory items, which is a 20-foot-long whip. Oh! And I am going to attempt to basically whip at um, this person's foot uh, in order to get her to basically fall down. Okay. Um, Give me... I think you could argue either strength or agility probably for that. Yeah, we're going to go agility. Okay. I'm, I'm an agile person. Perfect. And that did not go well. I got a six. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it is against it is against uh, her probably also agility. Oh, yeah, that didn't go well for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> she She rolled in 11. <laughs> Yeah, that did um, not go well. All right, uh, Zach, what are you doing? Um, so I think seeing all that uh, and like that whole thing, um, 
I mean, Zag truthfully doesn't really have like any, uh, like has no weapons. So I think Zag would kind of, this could be kind of foolhardy. I think would just try to like uh, go up and not maybe grapple, but like, I think just try to like get a hold of her, to, uh, just to be like, hey, like, you know, we understand, Ed, but please stop throwing things at us and trying to melt things. Can we please just try to have a conversation about this? So like to just try to run up and I guess kind of just restrain briefly. Okay, so there's there's two different things you're kind of doing at the same time. So yeah. you're you're both kind of trying to restrain, but you're also trying to sound like talk her down. A little bit, a little so bit. So yeah. I will give you the option of either you could give me an agility to see if you can grapple her, or uh, you can give me uh, magnetism or audacity for trying to like talk her out of it. Hmm. Okay. Um. Then I think I'll just then yeah I think I'll try to talk her out of it I'll try to uh, I'll just do a magnetism but I'm gonna like you know well, sorry, I I think I'm gonna be kind of like moving a little bit to the side to like if I need to like suddenly sprint I will uh, so yeah um, yeah I'm gonna try uh, gonna try to talk her talk her down okay a little bit like come on like we understand that we understand your intentions we can understand your hurt and your pain throughout all of this we all go through it but there's the possibility by doing this, you can make things a lot worse for a lot of other people who we all have powers. We all have ways, but there's plenty, there's plenty of us out there who don't and can make it a lot worse. Okay. Oh boy. Okay, man. I did that one really cool reflex roll and that was just all my good dice roll juju. Um, that is a six total. Mm. Great. That's exactly what I rolled. <laughs> we're, we're all doing six. Oh, Meredith got a six two. Oh no, that's because we're the spawn of Satan, right? Like we we just did three sixes. Can we summon a devil to help yeah. us or something? Um, Maybe an attractive one. You know. Okay, so you try, and she will have none of it, and she just starts. She looks at everybody, and she's like, she kind of looks over at the, the the council members, no longer there, looking at all of you, and is like, you all are just fucking up everything I'm trying to do right now. Do you not understand? I am trying to save people. Um, and I'm going to, we're going to cut back over. So Riot, you're with everywhere and everywhere looks at you and is like, I think we should probably go back up to the roof. Can I, can I take you back? Can I take you up to the roof? Yeah. Okay. So they kind of put their hand on your shoulder um, and then you poof, and then the next thing you know, you are standing up there, and you poof in just as you hear her being like, I am trying to save people. Do you not understand this? And you see uh, Zag is like tr- half-hugging her, <laughs> and you see uh, the other two kind of standing off to the side a little bit, and there's still like a hole in the middle of all, like in the middle of the roof from where she entropied everything. Um, so go ahead and give me, I'll let you take an action of some sort. Okay. Um, at this point, I don't think she is going to stop. Um, trying to think. I have... I could try to maybe 
fly into her to push her a little bit or but I'm not I'm not trying I don't know. I think at this point I could try to, you know, push her, but I probably need to do something either bigger to stop her. So I'm trying to think. Hmm. Might I point out that um, there is an action that is essentially waiting for something else to happen before you do something? Hmm. Yeah. That right. is one of your options. Just wanted to... It's called prepare, apparently. Yeah. So, Julie, you want to, like... Or, um, right, you want to hold until, like you have a chance to like do something bigger. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. I will. So she looks over at, um, she looks over at everywhere who is actively doing jumping jacks. Um, and says like, where is the council person? Why are you doing? Well, I know why you're doing jumping jacks, but why are you teleporting around? No one told you to do that. And they're like, jump doing the little jumping jack bits and they're just like listen i think maybe we're in over our head and perhaps we were not doing anything uh the right way and maybe you should listen to uh this person uh riot over here they seem to understand some things so i will give so right i will give you a chance uh i'll say you have an advantage on it because uh um, everywhere is setting you up for it. If you want to give me either an audacity or a magnetism role to like talk her down. Okay, I'll do audacity. Oh yeah, one sec. Six. So it's twelve. Yeah. So okay. I'm gonna say. So you, you like. How, what would you, I guess you kind of, would you re-give the similar speech or would you tell her something different from what you told everywhere? I think I would give a similar speech of, you know, at this point, the plan is done. The council person is at safety that there really is no point of, of going on with this and only more people are going to get hurt. So can we just call it a day or figure something else out? And you see her kind of like take a, a big deep breath and she's just like I just like the system is so broken like our voices weren't going to be heard unless I did something drastic and so I did something drastic yeah (laughs) and she's like but like you said you've gotten them to safety so Fuck my drag, I guess. And she kind of just like turns and starts walking away. And as everywhere is like wrapping up their like 50 jumping jacks, they kind of look over and they get like this little look on their face and they're like, so are you all taking like new members? Because I feel like you're a better crowd for me. And you hear, you hear entropy as she's walking away, like scoff. Uh, uh, it's actually like uh, we've got we've got a great group that might be good that we're all a part of that might that might be good for you uh, if we we meet once a week 
And I'm just, kind of a lot, but the rest are great. They kind of just like nod and they're like, I think I'd, I think I'd like that. And that is our that is our moment. That's it. That's the game. Woo, you beat woo. the you beat the kind of bad guy. Yeah, man, that and that saved was a, the bad guy and they, saved the other bad guy. Can we can we can we say that by saving them, they saw the error of their ways, and they're not going to be a horrible asshole to yeah. uh, to trans our, people. Our our canonical story will be that. The, the epilogue chapter is you all going down because Riot never actually like untied them. Just so they were still the... down on the ground, <laughs> like gagged, handcuffed, and zip tied. <laughs> and so, and that's how the council person discovered that she has other extracurricular interests. Oh my <laughs> and so we'll that say is... like we'll say based on kind of interactions that you all had, um, Riot's work of getting them. Uh, safe to safety and away from everybody um, that the, the council person agreed to not move forward on uh, restricting the, the bill or doing with the bill movement that they were trying to do, which would have restricted some of the, the rights for trans folks. Um, they're not like, they're not like an ally, but they're mm-hmm. not going to be antagonistic towards the community. So we like to, can we like do a healthy like just just a smidge of intimidation like Batman being like, <laughs> hey, we we stopped her doesn't mean she can't come back. <laughs> we stopped we stopped her this time. Yeah, maybe maybe don't be such an asshole and <laughs> these things won't happen to you. I mean, we can lean into the like we know where you live, mm-hmm. yeah. and now that everywhere is on our team. <laughs> You know, uh, yeah, we, it would be it would be a shame for a council person to encounter a, uh, an accident. <laughs> so I, I think the way the way I, I was thinking about trying to kind of close like close this up because I feel like this is such a a different experience. I think in terms of playing tabletop games from some of the other a from some of the other ones that that we've run for this podcast, but also I think just be like it's a different type of game in general, right? So like it's having a game where the 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 creator is literally like canonically everyone's trans and if you don't like that fuck off um i think in the like faqs are much more eloquent about it than uh, what i'm saying <laughs> but I, I think there's i think there's something to having a space like this having a game to, to kind of play and be in that space where everyone shares a certain identity and so i would love um I don't want to put people on the spot, but if they're like, I would love to hear just kind of like if anyone has a initial, like how did this feel to play this kind of game? Is there anything that like really resonated as you were going through the experience? And for me, kind of looking, I'm going to look to our two folks who I think fall under the trans umbrella um, to see kind of for specifically, like what was that experience? Like um, if you have thoughts or are willing to share. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, it, playing a trans character is just, like, inherent to what I do in almost any TTRPG kind of thing. Where, like, even if my character's not explicitly trans, because I'm pulling from elements of myself to create characters, they sort of always have those sort of, you know, kind of vibes and experiences. Um, I think the really cool thing about playing this for me was the fact that one all the other characters were trans but two like the system is and story was set up in a way that 
all of the characters had their names and pronouns immediately introduced. Um, and there were a variety of pronoun options for all of the NPCs. And it just felt like uh, so much more intentional in the sort of inclusion of people outside of the binary or outside of what we would consider typical, you know, gender presentation. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing that I really, um, you as someone who can be an activist, um, sometimes it's not always clear who exactly and what system you're fighting. And I think that even when you're fighting those systems, it just doesn't always act. It doesn't always, you want to make a difference, but it's not clear. Like, how do I make that difference? And I think the other part of this, and this is probably being non-binary is that I think sometimes we have this idea, like, you know, it's beyond gender of like male, female. For me, it's like life is in the gray. So like a lot of times it's not like, a person is good or bad. It's like, there are a lot of different complexities. So even though you have these two people who at first you're like, Oh, they're the bad guys. And then it's like, well, actually they were trying to do the right thing and they just didn't know how to get to that point. So I don't know. I think it just, I like that. Cause I think to be honest, a lot of times, especially in like role-playing games, but also just in general, we try to make it seem like there are good people and bad people. And I just think there's actually just a lot of layers to people and a lot of context to why people make choices. And I think that's something like when I'm working with people, um, I work with college students who are often LGBTQ, um, trans and queer. And a lot of times it's, you know, um, how do I help them realize that life is just not black and white. There's a lot of gray and how do you sit with that gray? Mm, yeah. And I will say, I, I, I think when we were, we were planning doing this, like I'm, I'm not usually one to like, especially for like a one shot to like default to like a module and like run somebody's, like pre-made thing and when i when i read through this well two things got me one was the actors doing the fight i thought that was the funniest shit of my life um <laughs> but then i i when we got when it got to the villain part and when like i was reading through it and kind of finally pieced together like what the arc was i was like oh that's so good because it it's a it's real in a way and b like it hits that certain like you know idea of I think what we got into, which is like, how do you, how do you do activism and how do different people's approaches to that feel differently? And how do you make sure that like, you're trying to get to a certain endpoint and, and do it in a way that is constructive. Um, Cause I know we can have, you can have those, we can have that entire podcast around like activism and protesting and those layers. Um, but that was what got me for wanting to run the specific module. And I think, uh, the author, the game designer, Charlie, did like a really, really bang up job with pulling it all together in a way that like fit cohesively. And also, I think to what uh, Dakota was saying, like had a, like the NPCs were all kind of representative of a number of genders and re representative of a number of things. And like having that element there was I really appreciated it. Um, I guess Connor, Connor and, and Sean, did you have like thoughts or impressions as you were, as you were playing? Um, I mean, just the, the biggest impression that's a, uh, that left for me is, which I think speaks on the fact of what you just touched upon of just that this was a very well-crafted, uh, module that, mm -hmm. that was run, especially considering, um, what basically this whole thing is based off of, because definitely throughout all of it, it 
at least for me, because it was like a one-shot module. I was like, okay, like, you know, we're going to find the mystery. We're going to have that. And we're going to quote unquote fight the big bad as it were. And um, I really actually appreciated the idea of leaning into that idea of like shades of gray that like, yeah, what this person did, uh, like what this person did um, may not quote unquote be a good thing, but considering their perspective and the person that they kidnapped and what they were doing, it really did leave like this gray area of Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it it actually, it was a nice twist of actually feeling kind of conflicted of being like, do we, do we really want to stop a person who is while using extremes, trying to stop another person that is actively trying to harm us and it's and it is kind of like this great allegory for kind of things that are going on right now. Um, I'm so sorry to use kind of like this nerdy reference, but it's how I do about it. It really kind of gave me a sense of like what you've what you've seen over the years with like the story of like the X Men and everything, mm-hmm. which has always been, um, you know, a kind of like an allegory for uh, for for you know the oppressed out there, um, and it kind of like this idea of. A Charles Xavier type thing of trying to work, be- uh, trying to work better and trying to work forward of trying for a better future compared to a Magneto thing of sometimes when dealing with extremes, all you can do is kind of basically fight back in extremes to try to protect yourself. And um, yeah, it actually left me really kind of conflicted on how I wanted of how I wanted to go forward. And actually, I really appreciate that because a lot of in the past, like tabletop stuff is just like, here's bad guy, do things, everybody wins. Yeah. Um, so I think this was very, very well crafted and, um, it, uh, it was, it was very, it, it was very fun to explore and kind of also see those nuanced details that is purposely built, built in there for, uh, players and the community. Yeah. Sean, any, any thoughts from you as a, as a player? As I know, cause you're newer to, I think, tabletop. Yeah, I am newer. Um, but honestly, I think, um, everyone else covered all of the things that I noticed, so. Yeah. All right. Um, well, that's all. That's all for us today. Um, I will. Let's do. I know we did it on episode one uh, or part one, but let's do it on part two. Um, my every episode question, which is if you would like to be found on the Internet, where can people find you? Um, and we will go alphabetically. I will start with Connor. Connor, where can people find you? Um, I am pretty active on the internet uh i my two big hobbies is i stream video games on twitch and um i do portrait photography for myself as a fun hobby and with um uh, with queer community members in the boston metro area you can find me at twitch at twitch.com slash tv at spiffs games and you can find me on instagram uh at spiffs photos um and yeah i primarily like using it as a way to just uh do fun photo sessions with anybody uh who either just has a purpose or wants to look nice or for any uh, things to help people out. All right. And Dakota. So you can find me on most of the major social media at vision in Lilac. I do stream on Twitch. I play video games and rant about trans rights and leftist causes and all that kind of stuff. So uh, come on by and hang out. And Julia. Yeah, you can find me at Julia R. Golden on Instagram. I do a lot of work for a nonprofit called Trans Resistance, but you can kind of follow my journey. I'm in higher education. I'm a doctoral student, and I do a lot of volunteer work 
Um, you can also check out transresistancema.com um, to follow the work that Trans Resistance is doing. It's in uh, a lot of the work is for Boston, but we're reaching out to other places to also work with them for trans rights. Awesome. And Sean, where can people find you on the internet if you'd like to be found? They can find me at Firefly LMH. And um, I don't really have anything specific to promote other than um, it's important to get involved in local politics, yeah. like school boards and select boards and town councils and things, because um, people who do not support the queer community in a variety of ways, they are. So voting is important, but it is not sufficient. Donate, make calls, talk with people like Civic, you got to get civically engaged, my friends. Yeah. All right. And as always, you can find our podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Queer XP. Um, we are available on most, if not all, podcasting platforms of your choosing. Um, and next week, I'm super excited for the episode that we're going to be dropping, which is I sat down with game designer Hannah Schaefer who wrote a delightful game. Uh, she, she has written many delightful games, one of which is called Damn the Man, Save the Music, an Empire Records-inspired tabletop RPG, which we are recording uh, an actual play and will be playing the following two weeks. So you get to hear a bit from Hannah and her experience as a game designer. Um, it was a delightful, delightful, delightful conversation. I adore her, and I am so excited for you all to hear the game as well. So on that note, as always, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for listening. Go get involved in your local politics. Go out, vote, march, protest. Make sure you bring your bottle of milk uh, for the tear gas. Uh, Always be prepared. Um, But thank you again, friends. This was wonderful. I appreciate everybody. And we'll see you next time.